Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on September 28, 2022. With Hurricane Ian bearing down on Florida right now, I would ask everyone to please pray for those that are in the path of this huge and powerful storm. Hopefully, we will not be greatly impacted here in the Midlands of South Carolina. We are, however, supposed to receive potentially large amounts of rain and some wind. Please remain safe and remember to check on your friends, family, and neighbors. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most merciful God and creator of all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Your mercy and your will is revealed in and through Jesus. Help us, Lord, to meditate daily on your holy word that is a unified story that leads to Jesus. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. Today we're going to talk about growing weary and losing heart. And how, how, what does that look like? Many people experience a crisis in their life that will strip them of their energy and hurt their heart. It could be the loss of a loved one, a divorce, loss of employment, or any other host of things that are sometimes beyond our control. However, many of us may experience self-inflicted weariness and loss of heart due to needless junk and holding grudges. We will explore scripture that addresses this today. It was sound advice thousands of years ago and still remains sound advice. Let's start with a reading from Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And this short reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 9. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Of note in that short passage is the word lodges, which does not mean it's temporary. It means it's permanently taking up residence in your heart. You know, I've seen people that have carried around a heavy suitcase full of anger contempt, revenge, hate, blame, and sadly it gets heavier and heavier because they keep adding to it. Simply put, it really boils down to carrying grudges. Some people like to be seen as victims because in their mind it helps validate the feeling of never being wrong. All the while they are focusing inwardly on themselves and being weighed down so much that they lose sight of the main thing. The main thing? Jesus and his gospel. It is really hard to fix your eyes on Jesus when you're concentrating on and struggling with 
the ever-increasing weight of your suitcase full of junk. I'm going to share with you a daily devotional I read in January of 2017 that was published by Lutheran Hour Ministries. It kind of sums this up really well. It's called Jettison the Junk. In 1874, Jules Verne published a novel called The Mysterious Island. For those of you that haven't read it, the book is sort of a cross between Robinson Crusoe and Gilligan's Island. In the book, Verne tells of five Union soldiers who managed to escape a Civil War prison camp by using a hot air balloon. According to the storyline, a great storm catches the balloon and carries it over the sea and across countless miles. Horror comes upon the men when they realize their torn balloon will be forced down in the midst of the ocean. If they are to survive, they must lighten the load. The first choices are easy. The bags of ballast are emptied. That buys some time, but not much. Very soon, the balloon finds itself in danger again. More choices. The men throw over all unnecessary provisions. Guns, extra clothing, almost everything goes. It's a losing battle. Each choice buys them time, but only for a while. Eventually, the men agree to jettison their food, then their gold, and finally, with the men clinging to the netting of the balloon, even the gondola in which they had been riding. The men live. It would have been a very short novel if they hadn't. But what I want you to understand here is that these men figured out what was important and what was not. Things that once seemed to be indispensable necessities were reduced to being nothing more than excess baggage. Although he didn't know it, Verne was putting into fiction the scripture verse which says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. In other words, let's keep God first. This is why this devotion asks, how are you doing in keeping God first? By that, I don't mean almost first or close to first or most of the time first. I mean first, 100% of the time. Probably not too good, I'd guess. Not so long ago when a national magazine took a poll of the things we couldn't live without, 63% of the people said they couldn't live without a car. 54% said light bulbs were important. 42% wanted to keep their telephone. 22% couldn't give up their TV. Well, guess what? You will note that God isn't in that list. And although he isn't a thing, he should be at the top of every list put together by everybody. But he's not. The world, the devil, our own sinful natures do all they can to push God to the background and something else to the front. What's something else? Goodness, I don't know. I do know every time God says, I want to be first, you can be absolutely sure that something is going to pop up to move God ever so gently, ever so slowly, ever so unnoticeably to the side. This is wrong. The Lord who gave his son to be sacrificed in our stead is worthy of being held in the highest admiration, respect, reverence, honor, and worship. In short, God deserves to be first, always and forever.
And I want to remind you that is, those are not my words, but I thought they were worthy to share with you guys today. Our next reading from Scripture comes from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Well, Jesus knew that the twelve would lose their focus if they got weighed down with a bunch of unnecessary stuff, or if you will, junk. Our next reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And now these words from Jesus, as recorded in the book of John, chapter 15, verse 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. You know, I guess cynically we could say, yeah, Jesus said all this, but did he really walk the walk after he talked the talk? Listen to the words that Jesus spoke as he was in unimaginable pain and dying on the cross, and you will see evidence that even knowing he was dying, he extended grace as well as forgiveness and carried no grudges. This, this reading comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 33 through, through 34. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Jesus did not carry a suitcase full of junk and grudges, and we shouldn't either. Let us pray. Dear Lord, forgive me for those times when I have demoted you because of the anger that I carry in my heart and grudges. Grant that I may always see your love and appreciate the Savior's sacrifice as being more important than anything else. This I ask in Christ's name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.